This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Kenyan Wall Street Podcast. My name is Ali Mwakaneno, and I'll be your host for the show. So with me today, I have Catherine Karimi, who is the Chief Executive Officer of APA Life Insurance. And we want to talk about the Angaza Awards. So Catherine Karimi was one of the top 10 finalists for the Angaza Awards, which recognizes and showcases the achievements of women in banking and finance. And we want to understand her journey today, as well as what she thinks with regards to recognizing the achievements of women. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you, Hali. So let's get to know you a little bit. What has been your journey to rising in your career all the way to becoming the CEO of APA? Well, um, my journey in the insurance industry started all the way in 1998 when I joined uh, the industry as a young uh, professional, not so much uh, having trained in the industry, uh, but um, having studied as, as a teacher, but I found the insurance industry exciting. Well, it hasn't been easy as much as it is exciting because having come from a different uh, training, I had to put a lot of effort in training, understanding what insurance is all about, and uh, getting to learn um, the profession, the insurance profession, um, on-job training, a lot of academic studies on insurance. And uh, I took up very many roles, extra roles on my way as I trained in insurance. And uh, that's has uh, seen me grow in my career uh, in insurance. So as someone who's sort of had to switch, you know, careers all the way from education to insurance, what do you think are some of the challenges that you experienced in your journey and how did you overcome them? Well, uh, one um, is um, having to understand insurance is one of the challenging industries. So having to understand it deeper and take up leadership roles. Um, in the insurance, it takes a lot of analytical skills and decision-making. So a lot of learning helped me overcome that challenge. As a lady or as a woman uh, in the industry, the industry is more, or by the time I got into the industry, was more dominated by men. So it took a lot of courage to make sure that I overcome the gender stereotypes that were there in the industry. Um, also, as a woman uh, and a mother and a wife, I had to learn how to jungle between different responsibilities. So that took a lot of time management, effective time management. Also, in making sure that I have support mechanisms, building up support mechanisms in my personal and the social spheres to be able to cope with the many responsibilities that I had to deal with as, as I grew in my career. In your career, who are some of the women that 
maybe inspired you and urged you to grow all the way to where you are right now? Uh, there are a number of women, both uh, locally and internationally, who inspired me. I would say locally, some of the role models I looked up to as I grew up in my career, uh, to mention but a few, uh, the likes of uh, Dr. Jennifer Aria, who was then spearheading the Kenya Women Finance Trust. I also looked up to women like Mrs. Shiram Bijewe, who at that time were, were in the finance sector. Others also like Professor Maria Nzomo, Elizabeth Miriokelo of the McKinney Schools. These women who are, who are in strategic leadership position really inspired me a lot to aspire and grow. And it made me believe that actually women can make it. Right. And uh, as a person who's been in the industry since, you know, the 90s, you've had well over 20 years of experience in, uh, yes. in insurance. What do you think are some of the greatest contributions you've made in the insurance sector, specifically revolving around building bridges for other women? Um, I consider developing and coaching other talents as I moved along my career as one of my greatest contributions. As I grew in my career, I sat under leadership of great minds in the industry who coached me and helped me uh, and held me. Some of them were women, not in senior positions, but also in uh, mid-level uh, management. And I've tried to replicate that along my career path. I, I realized our insurance industry needs strong professionals and talents that are capable uh, to evolve themselves and deal with the emerging customer needs. And that's why I, I, I value the talent development. And I think I have contributed uh, quite a lot and I continue to contribute in building and coaching talents for the industry. Beyond talent at a farm level, what do you think maybe are the challenges of women from, say, a client level to accessing insurance services and um, how are you changing that? Um, innovating products that um, basically meet the, the women's uh, needs are affordable to the woman out there in response to their needs. I think that's a key one. So um, at the client level, yes. I think that would be the, 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 the key things, the, the building products that is only to them and are fundable to every woman uh, in the society. Right. On to the Angaza Awards. Mm -hmm. uh, Catherine, you were recognized among us, some of the, what I would call, thought leaders in the East African uh, finance and, and banking space. Among us, you know, women from Kenya, from Uganda, from Tanzania, all the way to Rwanda. Um, personally, why do you think it's important, you know, for you to be recognized as a woman, as well as to highlight the achievements of other women in the finance and banking sector and beyond? This Angaza one um, highlights the achievements of women 
And the fact that uh, they are one focused on women, for me, uh, it was an interesting one and an encouraging one. Um, highlighting the achievement of women actually makes them believe more in themselves as leaders. And also it inspires young and uh, upcoming women leaders also to take up roles that they would have otherwise shied from. Before we talk about you know re- you receiving award, I-, I want us to sort of analyze the motivation behind it. What was your rationale for applying for the Sangaza Awards? At first, when I saw the announcement, what attracted me was the word Gaza, which uh, I think means uh, shine. So uh, that attracted me. And the fact that it was a women-only award motivated me into applying for it because many a times women feature very minimally in most of the other ones. So I found this as an opportunity for women because it was an award that was focusing only on women and highlighting the accomplishments of women in the finance, in the banking and the finance sector. Catherine, this is not your first awards. Previously, you've been recognized by other institutions. So for example, uh, last year, you received an award as the chief executive officer of the year by the Think Business Insurance Awards. And previously you received other awards like manager of the year in Jubilee Insurance. What's the way forward or rather How does being a recipient of this award and other awards impact you or help you to influence other people? Um, Winning such awards to me, I look at it as uh, having or getting a credible third party opinion about my accomplishments. So it's being highlighted by a third party it puts a lot of weight and credibility on my uh, accomplishments. Of course, uh, it will benefit me individually in getting new contacts uh, and as well as uh, business, not only for myself, and but also even for APA Aporum Group. Um, also having that credible voice, that party credible voice gives me a footing to mentor and coach other upcoming and aspiring uh, women leaders, which I am very much willing to do. But then again, another angle that the awards was looking at was, you know, how are the women building bridges for other for other women um, for the sake of building more sustainable businesses and combating the inequalities we have in the finance industry. Beyond just insurance, what are some of the initiatives that maybe you have started in or you have participated in that benefit women? Uh, Indirectly, um, I would say I'm participating in improving uh, standards of education in my local primary school where I studied. I know a number of girls are schooling in that school and uh, they need role models uh, who are passed through the same path 
to inspire them to put in effort and to believe in themselves. That is an initiative I started getting involved in uh, early in 2020, uh, sometime in 2020 and uh, early 2019. Um, also, though it has not taken a lot of root, I've started an initiative to provide wheelchairs to very needy disabled children in the rural area. Uh, these children I found are mostly left under the care of their mothers who have to do other household chores, who have to fend these children and also take care of them. And as they grow up uh, for a disabled child, it becomes a weighting burden to these mothers and therefore providing them a means of mobility for these children is very key for the improvement of the welfare of these women in the rural areas. So it's an initiative I've started off and I believe uh, it will impact a number of women in the society. Beyond these awards, of course, now that you're here already, what is some of the advice that you would give prospective applicants for the Angaza Awards? I would say, uh, one, it's uh, not to fear to go for these awards, uh, to believe uh, in themselves and their accomplishments. And I think also look at uh, how can they also handhold other women in improving their welfare and the standards of living. I think so that's it, really, really great advice. Uh, thank you, Catherine. Okay, thank you. Any any last words, perhaps? Oh, well, uh, my encouragement to women to raise up their hands more and uh, not to fear to take their place in the front line and believe in themselves. Yes, thank you. All right. Um, to my listeners, that was Catherine Karimi, the CEO of APA Life Insurance at Apollo. Thank you so much for joining us today, Catherine. Thank you, Ali. Um, great opportunity. Thank you for this opportunity.